We begin the current daf. We begin 13 lines down from the top of the Yamad. But the Gemara continues with the next Mishnah. Again, continuing the theme of the previous Mishnah, which spoke about Teglach as Tumah, which is the hair cutting that comes after the Nazar becomes Tameh, and then he becomes Tar, then he cuts his hair, and then he starts over his Naziris. So that's how our Mishnah says, Teglach as Now, what is the, 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 the functionality? How does it work? The Teglach is the hair cutting that he has when he's Tar, meaning when he concludes his Naziris. So at the end of his Naziris, he then cuts off his hair and he brings his Karbanas. So what's the procedure over there? So that the Mishnah says, Oh, you may be Gimel Behemus. The Nazar, when he concluded his Naziris, at the same time when he would be cutting his hair, he would bring, he would bring three different animals. A Chatas, which is a sin offering. An Ayla, which is, that is a completely burnt offering on a Mizbeach. And Ushlamim, which is a peace offering, which is one that has the Mizbeach eats from it and the people eat from it. Now, the Shaykhid is a Shlamim, so the first opinion the Mishnah says, so he slaughters the Shlamim first, and then the Nazar could cut his hair after he threw the blood of the carbon Shlamim. That's the opinion of Rabbi Huda. As the Gemara will explain, the reason is, is because the Pasuk says, that it's slaughtered in the opening of the Oil Mayid in the reference to Shlamim. So since here where it says that he cuts his hair, Pesach Oil Mayid, the Gemara will explain that really is a reference on the carbon that it says in regards to it, oil maid, which is a shlamim, that's when you go ahead and you cut your hair. Now, so, so as Rush explains, since the hair cutting comes because of the carbon shlamim, it makes sense that that should be the first one that's brought. And that's in spite of the fact, in the order of the Pasik, it actually says chatas, oila, and then shlamim. Still, since shlamim is, as the Gemara will prove, is the one that causes the hair cutting to be allowed, so that makes sense that should be the first one brought, and then they could already cut his hair. That's the Rebbe Huda. That's the opinion of Rebbe Huda. The Balazar, he says, no. The only carbon that allowed him to cut his hair was the Karmachatas. The reason being is because the Karmachatas is always the carbon that's brought before the Oila and the Shlam, as the Mishnah teaches in Mesech Tzavach and Parakalat Hadr. And therefore, it makes sense that, as we explained before, when we thought Shlamim was the one that allows the hair cutting. Hence, we said that's the first one. So, since we're saying, according to Rebbe that Chat is the first one being brought, it makes sense that the first one being brought would be the one that would allow the hair cutting, because you already brought one carbon, and already threw its blood. So, therefore, it's actually the hair cutting that's done on the first carbon, which is the Chat, not the Shlam. Now, however, he says, But if, let's say, he cut his hair on any one of the three carbons that were brought, so then he has fulfilled his obligation of his Taglachas, because it was after at least one of the three carbons. He says, in general, regarding these three animals, says, If someone brings these three animals that he has to bring for a chadis and shlam to the base of Middash, and he doesn't specify now, although generally every carbon you have to first designate it, the owner has to say what carbon it is, here Rabbi Shem says you don't have to. And the reason being is because as long as he says, that these are the carbonas for my naziris, it's as if he designated for each one what it is. And the reason being is, The animal that's fit to be brought as a chatas, which is, the, he's bringing three different types of animals, so intrinsically we know which one he means for each one without even designating. Because the kivsa, the you, the female sheep, is only fit to be a chatas. So we know that's the chatas. The one that's fit to be the oila is the one that's brought as an oila, which that's the kevis. That's the male sheep. And the one that's fit to be a shlamim, which is the isle, the ram, 
that's the one that's brought as a shlamim. So it's like you designated by saying these are for my naziris because we know which type of animal is brought for which type of a carbon. Now the Gemara brings tarabon. The Gemara brings a brisa that that brings the source for this halacha of Yehuda, which the first opinion mentioned in our Mishnah. The Brayser quotes a Pasuk in Bemidba that says, the that the Nazar cuts his hair by the entryway of the, of the oil Maid, which was the equivalent in the Midbar, by the Mishkan, of what is the Heichel in the Beis HaMikdash. Now, on that, the Tana says, What does that mean that he cuts his hair, Pesach El It just means to say that He's going to cut us here after the carbon shlam. He brings three carbonas, but it's after the carbon shlam that he could cut us here. Shneme, because it says a passage in the Yikra in regards to a shlam, says Ushchatoi Pesach Oil Maid that you slaughter the carbon Pesach. You could slaughter the carbon shlam by the entryway of the oil Maid. So therefore, what this Tan is interpreting is he's saying when the passage says Vegilach Hanazer that you're going to he's going to cut us here Pesach Oil Maid. It means to say regarding such a carbon. Where it says elsewhere regarding it, Pesach El Mayed, that's the carbon that is what allows you to cut your hair, which that's a reference to the Shlamim. And that's going like the opinion of Rabbi Huda in our Mishnah. Now, on that, the Brisa continues and says, Is that really true? Is that the interpretation, which is more of a Midrashic interpretation, that it's, it's a reference regarding the Shlamim? Because Shlamim says Pesach El Mayed, and here it's saying you, you cut your hair, Pesach El Mayed. Maybe just read the Pesach literally. That is that the Nazar has to cut his hair literally in front of the Heichel and nowhere else. So who said it means that carbon which says Pesach El Maid? Maybe you actually have to cut your hair by the entryway of the El Maid. And that the time of the Brisa says, no, Amrit, you would say, Imkain, if that would be the, the interpretation, then Derech B'Zayinu, that's a disgrace to the base of Megdash. Someone opening up a barbershop, cutting here in front of the Heichel? That definitely cannot be the interpretation, that that's where he would cut his hair. And rather, it's this Midrashic interpretation regarding the carbon shlamim, where elsewhere it says regarding it that it's Pesach Oil Maid. That's the Tanakhama. Rabbi Yeshua, he says that no. He says, Inuit Tzarech. He says, you don't have to come up to create this Isser of cutting the hair in front of the Heichel out of logic. Rather, he says it's a Kabbalah that you could make a Drasha that you cannot do something that's disgraceful inside the area of the uh, of the base of Migdash in front of the Pesach El Maid. Because he says, the Torah says elsewhere in Shemais, it says, al You shouldn't go up to the my Mizbech, to my altar, by going up on steps. Rather, as we know, the, the Mizbech had a kebis, that it was a, a kebis that had a ramp going up to it. Now, what we see from that halach is that even during the Avayda, which the Kayin going up to the Mizbech, if let's say there were steps, it's on his way doing the Avayda, and still the Torah is warning that the problem with steps is because then you have to take these larger steps from one step to the next, and then the person's erva would be revealed just to wood and to stone. It wouldn't be actually revealed to another person. And yet still the Torah is telling you that no, you can't, a ramp is something that you could do more discreetly, that it doesn't have to spread the legs that much. So if that's the case, where and that's actually during the Avedah, and it's not even so disgraceful, all the more so that you would know that you obviously can't go ahead and just be cutting here in front of the Pesach El Maid, which is definitely something that's disgraceful. And that's how he says, you don't have to just make up a svara. You know this from a Kabbalah from the Halacha of not making steps going up to the Mizbech. Now, Nusach Acher B'Medrish Parshas Nasai. Now, there's a different version which the commentaries explain that this is not from the, seemingly from the, the Gemara itself, but was added at a later point in time. 
from a medrash in Parshas Nasei Daf Reish Mem where it says in the pasuk Vigilach Nazar that the Nazar cuts is here. So the difference in this version is it's Rabbi Yishe Rabbi himself that's having this whole conversation. Not like in the first version, which had a Tanakama and then Rabbi Yishia commenting, here's Rabbi Yishia himself, where he starts the conversation. He says, Is it that really like we said that it's referenced that he cuts his hair only with the carbon shlamim? Or maybe not. Maybe it's a reference really that he cuts his hair. Now, on that Rabbi Yishia says, If the Torah tells you that you can't go up on steps to the Mizbeach, that would be a kavachayim, all the more so that something more stringent that you wouldn't be able to go ahead and cut your hair pesach el moed. Rather, it's like we had asserted beforehand that it's rather it doesn't mean literally pesach el moed. It means such a carbon which it says in a different context pesach el moed, which is the shlamim. That's when you can go ahead and cut his hair, like as we said, as the opinion of Rabbi Hudin on Mishnah. Now the Brisa continues. Rabbi Yitzchak he says. In the tzar, he says again, no, you don't even need that svara and even the kavachaymer to prove this svara that you can't do it pesach al because of derech bezayin. He says because Ariu Oimer, we could know it from the context of the halachas of the haircutting of the nazar, where it says in Bamidbar, says v'lokach esar roish nizra. He takes from the hair of the head of his nazir, which he just cut off, v'nosan al ha'esh v'gam and he puts it on the fire. Now that says Rabbi Yitzchak. What that means to say is that the Pesach says v'lokach, that he takes this here, and v'nosn, he puts it by the fire which is beneath the pot that's cooking the shlamim. Now, Yatzazeh, that excludes the case that you want to say, Pesach al-Mayid, with there, you're not just lacking v'lokach v'nosn, you're lacking taking the here, bringing the here, and then putting the here beneath the fire, because there, if you're doing it Pesach al-Mayid, you can have to wait till you bring it to the place where they cook the shlamim, which was in the Lishka Sanazim, which is one of the chambers in the, the larger area of the Azara, of the, of the Temple Mount, of the, of the Temple area. And therefore, he says, just from the Halachas of Nazar itself, you know it can't be Pesach Almay, because then you're not going to just be able to take the here and put it beneath the pot, because you're not cooking in front of the oil mayat. You're not cooking in front of the Heichel. You're cooking in some far-off chamber in the, in the Temple Mount. So obviously, if you're only having Belokach, taking the hair of Anasen, must be that the hair cutting was not Pesach and you don't have to come on to Svaro or even a Kabochem or a Bezayin if the Alokha says that it has to be just Belokach Anasen. Ikedami, the those that say, different version, Rabbi Yitzchuk, he says, Bishlamim HaKasem Adabah, that, again, as we said before, that Etoma Ba'ishlam, Atoyimim Bishlam HaKasem Adabah, says Rabbi Yitzchuk, that goes through the conversation, he says, is it really true by Shlamim? Or maybe it's done right in front of the oil mayid. That's what the pasuk teaches, as he just brought before in this first version. That he takes from the hair of his head of his nazir, that he cut off that hair, which is the place where he cooks. That's where he cuts because it says you take and you put. That means to say that you must be cutting your hair where you're cooking and you're not cooking in front of the pesach al and that's how we know that it doesn't literally mean pesach al but rather again it's a reference to the cutting the hair after you had brought the carbon shlam. He quotes the same Pesach, but gives a different interpretation of the Pesach. It says that the Nazar cuts his hair by the Pesach oil might. So what he interprets from this is that 
when it means say Pesach, when the oil mail is open, when the doors to the to the to the sanctuary to the echel are open, which tells you if the entryway of the oil mail of the echel is not open, then you can't go ahead and cut your hair. Where again, as the rush says, must be that the term pnei oil mail is not necessarily, but that is because his interpretation, what he's learning, is that obviously. You can't say Pesach oil moed means, as we mentioned this far before, literally in front of the oil moed, because that's a derech bezayin. So rather he learns that what does it mean Pesach oil moed? It means to say when the oil moed is open. But not that that's exactly where you cut your hair. Now, the Rush points out that it must be that he holds that you cut your hair regarding the chatos. That's the one that you cut, like the, like the opinion that we mentioned in the Mishnah of Rebbe Lazar. And that's who... Abachanan in the name of Rebeliaz is going like, and the reason being, and that's why you don't need to have the term Pesach el because again, Pesach el can't be in the front of the oil Mayid, because that's Derech Bezayin. And neither does it mean regarding such a carbon that says in another context Pesach el which is the Shlaman, because he holds like Rebeliaz in the Mishnah, which holds that it's done after the Chathas. So his interpretation is therefore, so what does it mean that you cut your hair Pesach el not cutting it right in front, and not cutting on the carbon Shlam, which says, so, because he says you hold it after the chatos, so that's why he learns that it's a drush of saying that it's only when the ulmaid is open, but when it would be closed, then you can't cut your hair at that time. He makes a different nuance interpretation in this pasuk. He says the vigilach hanazer pesach ulmaid. The nazer cuts his hair by the entryway of the ulmaid, which tells us v'loy nazira, but not a female nazira. That is as we continue on to base because shemi is garbal kuhuna because maybe that's going to incite the young uh, men of the, the Kahanam that are there in the base of Mikdash, which is going to cause them to have some illicit thoughts, because here you have a woman that's having her hair uncovered and she's cutting her hair. So because of that, that's the drusha that he holds that when it says, Lefnei Oyel that he would cut the hair, that it means to say actually he holds it was Lefnei Oyel And the reason being, because if it wasn't literally in front of the Oyel then she would be able to cut her hair in a private, discreet place. And therefore, the, the Rush says that he's obviously arguing on the Mishnah Masech Dismidish, which holds that they would cut their hair in the Lishka Sanazirim. He obviously holds that, no, they actually cut their hair right in front, and that was in front of everybody. And that's why it says, Hanazir, the male would cut his hair there, but the female wouldn't, because, again, that would be something inappropriate in front of all the men. Now, Amrulai, they said to they said to Rabbi Shimon Shizuri, they said, what do you mean? According to your thing that's inappropriate for a woman to be cutting her hair in Lefneam Ve'ed, in front of all the, the young Kahanim, because of her hair being uncovered, will disprove your logic from the lochas of the suspected adulterous woman. Regarding her, it says, the middle of Hashem that they would place her in front of Hashem, which a later Pasuk says, that the kind would place the woman in front of Hashem, they would uncover the hair of the woman. Yet, they were not concerned that maybe it's going to incite the young men of the, of the kahuna, of the, the kahanim, even though here's this saita with her hair uncovered. So, so he said to them, no, there's a difference. The Nazira, she's a regular, respectable woman, didn't do anything wrong. She just took upon herself a Naziris. And now when she's finishing in the series, she's all dressed up, she has makeup on, and if she would uncover her hair to get a haircut in front of the Hechel, and everyone would be watching, that would be inappropriate. Zu ain't a kechelas But the Saita, 
she's in a state of nevel. She's in the status of disgrace. As the Gemara says himself to say that they would tie this type of a rope above her area of her chest, and it would be they would tear off part of the of the clothing, and it would be something in a disgraceful situation, and she's not wearing no makeup. So therefore, yes, such a woman, we're not concerned that's going to incite anybody. But the Nazira says that is what the Pasuk is saying, Nazir, and not Nazira, because that would be something inappropriate in front of all the young Kahanam. And the Gemara continues with the next Mishnah, again, continuing on this theme of this previous Mishnah, what was the procedure when he would have his Taglachas of Tahara? So the Mishnah says, So he cut off his hair, again, as we said, either after the Karman Shlomim or after the Karman Chatos, and again, if he did it after any one of the three, that would also be valid. So he would take the hair of, that he cut off from Naziris, and now he would put it underneath the pot of where the carbon shlamim was, was being cooked. Now, whatever the Tanakhama says, that if he cut it here, outside of, of the area of the Beis HaMikdash, so now, although it says in the Pasuk, that if he cut it here, by the entry of the oil moid, as we explained in the Gemara, that's obviously not necessarily the case. It just means, again, either carbon shlamim, or it means that it has to be open, whatever the interpretation means. So if he cut his hair elsewhere, then then he wouldn't put his hair underneath the pot of where it was cooking. And that's because, as the Gemara expounds, because it says, and as we quoted this, it says that he would take the hair of his naziris, but not in Malaysia, and put on the fire, which is only someone that's lacking those two elements of a lokach taking and menosin and putting. But that excludes someone that cuts his hair out of Yerushalayim, where then he's not only lacking the taking of the hair, but there's also the bringing the hava and then the placing beneath the, beneath the pot that the Pasuk is excluding because it only has to have a lokach and menosin, therefore he wouldn't put it beneath the pot. Now says the Tanakhama, when did we say this halach of taking the hair that was cut off and putting it beneath the pot? That's betaglachas atahara. That's when the conclusionary procedures of the hair cutting, when you finish in the state of Tara. But if you're cutting your hair because that you became Tomei as a Nazar, which is when you bring your Asham and your Chatas Ha'ayif, then then he wouldn't put his hair beneath the pot. And the reason being, according to Tanakam, is because it only talks about the putting of the hair beneath the pot by the Nazar Tara, but it doesn't say that by the Nazar Tomei. However, Rebbeim he says Hakol Meshal He says he holds that no, everybody, meaning someone that's a Tahar Nazar in the Beis Hamikdash or a Tahar Nazar even the Medina out of Yerushalayim, or uh, even a Nazar Tamei in the Beis Hamikdash. So all of them would be Meshal that they they would all bring their hair beneath the pot. There's only one of them. There was an exception. If he was a Nazar Tameh that was cutting his hair after he became Tar, and he's cutting his hair out of the area of Yerushalayim, then it's like as the Gemara explains from Abraisa, because since there his hair is going to get buried, as the Gemara explains in the end of Masechtas Tamura, so in that case he's the exception that his hair is not burned beneath the pot, but everybody else, their hair is burned beneath the pot of the carbon shlam that's being cooked. Then the Gemara quotes from the mission that said, So he takes from the here of his head of the Naziris that he cut, and again he puts it beneath the pot of the Shlam. This is actually the conclusion of what the Brisa's text is, because we're just introducing one element of the halacha that wasn't mentioned in our Mishnah. It says, And then he takes 
the juice, the gravy of the carbon shlomim, and he puts that gravy on top of the hair that he cut off from his head, and then the hair together with the gravy on it, that's put beneath the carbon shlomim that's cooking. Now, if he put it beneath the pot that was cooking the carbon chatas or the carbon ashim, so then you have fulfilled your chiyim in that way too. Now, that the Gemara just asks, Ashim ben Nazar mi ikka? Is there a carbon ashim by a Nazar tar? That's only by Nazar tame. And seemingly we're talking about it's the Nazar tar. Avadam Aravi says hachikamar. And that again depends which tana it's going like. The im Nazar tame, Mishalech tachasadu chalashim, that's so much Nazar tame. If Nazar tame puts the here beneath the pot of the carbon ashim, then Yatsa yes fulfilled his chiyim. So obviously, according to one that holds that a Nazar tame, does this procedure, then for sure that's what it means. And even if not, it could be it means that if another Tame does this, but then he has fulfilled his obligation also if it's being done underneath the, the pot of the carbonash. Now the Gemara says, from where do we know this added halacha that we introduced in this brisa that not only is the hair put beneath the pot, but the gravy from the shlamim is put on the hair and together put beneath the pot. So Amarava, Rava says, Amakra. It's a pasig in Midbar. The pasig says, this is in Paragva Pasad Yotches. It says, V'lokach esar roishnes. So he takes the hair of the head of his naziris. It says, V'nasan aloish. And he puts it on the fire. Asher tachas zebach ha Which is beneath the, the carbon of the shlama. So the interpretation is, Mizivcha yehei tachtim. It's telling us that from the carbon itself should also be beneath the pot. Where do we see that? Because the word zebach is seemingly superfluous. You don't have to say the word zevach. It says ashatachas hashlamim. Why is ashatachas zevach hashlamim? So it comes to tell you that that the word zevach is connected to the word tachas. That beneath the shlamim should be from the zevach itself, which is the gravy. The reason being is because you can't actually take from the carbon shlam itself to burn it, because anything that's edible, that's fit to be eaten, is not allowed to be burned. It has to be consumed, and by a person or on the mizbeach. So therefore. If it's saying that from the zevach is beneath it, that's how we know it's the right tip, it's the gravy that goes beneath the karma shlam. Now we said there in the Braisa that vimshilach tachas adut shalchatas and it said vo'asham, then yatsa. However, if he puts from the here, not beneath the shlam, but beneath the karma chatas, with the right tip, then you fulfilled your obligation. So the Gemara asked my time, what's the reason? Because Amakra, the Pasig says, zevach. As we said this, the words at the end of that Pasig says, ashatachas zevach hashlamim. Well, why say zevach? Zevach means a carbon. But it already said which carbon? Hashlamim. Why say zevach hashlamim? L'rambes is a chatas v'ashim. That comes in kud. Even the other, from the other three carbonists, meaning from the other two that he brings, which is the chatas and the asham. Again, really, that's, it's chatas and the oilo, but we said asham is when he's another tummy, that that would also fulfill the obligation. Now the Gemara asked, wait a second. Well, I'll fix say lahai zevach, me right but you just told me that the word zevach, from the connection to the word tachas, comes to teach you that the gravy goes beneath the pot. How can you learn that the same word zevach comes to include that the pot that you're putting beneath it could be the other zevachim of chatas and Hashem too? So that the Gemara answers, M. Cain, if that would be the case, if it was only coming to include the right of, it said, the Pasuk should have been more specific and said, meaning that you put the right of beneath hashlamim. So then that should have been the extra word. My zevach, why does he use this ambiguous word of zevach? Shema menol, the rabbis that comes to include additionally that uh, even beneath a different carbon, which is an, a different zevach, that of chatzas and asham.
So I asked the Gemara, So maybe that's all what it's coming to say. Maybe it's not coming to teach you that you put the right of beneath. Maybe Ashatachas is that you put it beneath what? Hashlamim, not just Hashlamim, but Zevach Hashlamim, which is Chatz and Ashim. How do you know it comes to include also then to put from the Zevach, meaning from the right of beneath the carbon? And I think my answer is, if that would be the case, that was only including the Chatz and Ashim, so then Lema, then actually the order should have been that you put it Tachas, Shlamim, Bezavach, beneath the Shlamim and the carbon, because actually the Shlamim is the primary one. My zevach hashlam. Why does I put the word zevach first? Shema minot that comes to teach you both halachas, meaning A, that the zevach includes other karbanas of the chatz and ashim. And moreover, from the fact that now the word zevach is right next to the word tachas, it comes to make that interpretation of that tachas hashlamim, you should put from the zevach, which is from the rative itself. Now, related to this halacha from the Mishnah, the Gemara brings a brisa that brings the specific interpretations. Tarban lunna brisa. The first opinion mentioned in this price is that of Remeir, which is that everyone would put, which was mentioned this opinion in the Mishnah, that everyone would put, no matter if it's Nazar Tamein, Nazar Tahar, no matter where it is that he's cutting his hair, they would all put, they would put their cut here beneath the pot, except if it's a Nazar Tamein, and he cut his hair out of Yerushalayim, then he wouldn't. Now what's the reason? As we quoted from the Rosh and the Mishnah, here it gives the reasoning because a Nazar that cuts his hair out of Yerushalayim would have his hair buried. That's opinion of and that's why he wouldn't burn his beneath the pot. He says, no, The Nazar Tahar would always go ahead and send his hair beneath the pot, no matter where he cut it. Whereas, But the Nazar Tahar would not, again, as we explained that opinion, because it only says, the Allah of, of putting the hair beneath the pot by Nazar Tar, doesn't say by Nazar Tami. So he holds no matter where it's cut, he's not concerned. You put it beneath the pot, but if a Nazar Tami, no matter where it's cut, you don't put it beneath the pot. That's what, like, the anonymous opinion mentioned in our Mishnah. Actually, no one would take the hair that they cut and put it beneath the pot. That's because the whole halacha of putting the hair beneath the pot was only said by. Nazatar, not by Nazatami. Moreover, is that when you're far and you're doing it out of Yerushalayim, then you have the chasan, as we said, of not only Velokach Venasim, but you'll have Velokach Vehevi Venasim. So, Chutz Mintar Shabimikdash. The only exception is the one that would put from the hair that he cut beneath the pot was a Nazar Tahar that's concluding his Naziris and he's cutting it in the Temple Mount area, meaning in Yerushalayim. Then it's being done as the mitzvah is, as we said before, because then you'll have the lakach, the nasan, again, as the, as the Rishayim explained to me, it's a reference that it's being done in Yerushalayim, not actually in the base of Migdash. Actually, we said that that would be a concern if it was done, let's say, Pesach and then you would also have the problem of the lakach, behavior because it's actually not being cooked in the Pesach and it's being cooked in Yerushalayim. But it means that it was cooked in Yerushalayim, it was cut in Yerushalayim. Then that's done kemitzvasa because then you can have v'lokach and v'nasan. You could take the hair right away and put it into the pot because you could cut your hair right where you're cooking it again. But if it's done out of Yerushalayim, then it's even if it's a nazar tar, the the chachamim, which is the anonymous opinion of the Tana Kama of our Mishnah, that holds then it's not going to be able to be brought even the nazar tar because you have the problem of v'lokach behavi and v'nasan.